0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the Open Mic Podcast. My name is Caroline. I'm a junior at Columbia University, and I'm so excited to be hosting this series where we'll be talking about school and life and everything in between. Each episode will feature a new topic and a different guest. And today, I'm so excited to be introducing my good friend, Lulu Wu. Lulu, thanks for being here with me today. No, I'm so excited to be
1: here. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Luvina, but I also go by Lulu. Um, and I'm also a junior at Columbia. I'm studying CS and minoring in entrepreneurship and applied math. And I'm so excited to be here today.
0: Yay! So Lulu and I know each other from, I feel like, our first year. We cannot remember a specific in- instance of meeting. I feel like it was—it might have been during EndSop. But I might have been through a mutual friend too. But um, yeah, Lulu is great. And she's always, whenever you see her on campus, always smiling and always just like so friendly and welcoming. So <laughs> really appreciate that. No, um,
1: literally you. Caroline, she's <laughs> the <bottle> of sunshine.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Um, and also, Lulu is super, super accomplished, I feel, in CS and in all of her her majors and concentrations, and today she is sharing her time and her wisdom with us um, about her, you know, different type of, types of projects, her road to CS, and we're just excited to, to learn from her. So do you want to kind of give an overview of what got you into CS and how you got started with it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I grew up in California in the Silicon Valley. So tech's kind of been a big thing when I was growing up. So it was kind of on my radar, but I didn't really think about studying it until coming to college. Um, and I joined, there's a mentorship program that ADI has, um, and it's a CS mentorship program. Um, and I did it my freshman year. So I, felt, I feel like I met a lot of really cool upperclassmen, who were studying CS and I was like, oh my gosh, I wanna be like these people. Um, They're doing such cool projects. Um, And I also got to meet a lot of fellow freshmen, um, underclassmen who were also studying CS and were kind of in the same boat that I was in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I just, I did a couple hackathons in freshman year as well. Didn't know what I was doing, but I had a lot of fun and I think I just got attached to it.
0: Mm-hmm. and for people who might not know what exactly is ADI at Columbia or is it is it like an organization that we have a chapter at at Columbia or is it like a national organization I think
1: it's just an organization we have at Columbia it's the applications development initiative mm-hmm. um and they have a lot of cool events like or cool um like weekly things that they do like they have cookies and code when you're on campus um and each week uh People would bring. They would bring in cookies that they bought with their club's money, um, and everyone's free to go and eat cookies. Talk about tech. Maybe like bring your homework and ask an upperclassman if they know what's up. Um, I think that's like a really good way to make friends um, if you're looking to get into CS. Um, yeah, they're just. I think they're just a very cool and welcoming computer science club.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. And how did you? I guess like. Looking at the different clubs that are CS-focused or that are tech-focused, how did you choose which ones you wanted to join when you got into college? Ooh,
1: I, I remember freshman year, I just like shot my shot and I just like... <laughs> Cast a wide net. And you know, I get what I get. I think Mm -hmm. when I came into college, I wasn't expecting it to be so hard to get into clubs because there's like applications, there's like interviews. Um, And in high school, it was basically just like you put your name on the paper Mm -hmm. and you're free to go. Yeah. Uh, So I think definitely just like casting a wide net and just seeing what communities are right for you.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And how we're, I guess, looking at the the application process, looking back, do you think, like what what are your thoughts about that?
1: About the application processes, mm, I think it's kind of, so because this year, I feel like it's my first year actually being on the other side of the application process and like vetting people who are coming in. Um, and I realize that's it's, it's less of like, um, if someone is qualified or is not qualified, I don't think that's something that needs to be taken into consideration, but it's more like the club's resources are finite. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times the clubs are like, we want to be able to give you the best if you are in our club. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not able to accept like the hundreds of students that might apply. Sure. Um, so definitely like casting a wide net and then seeing like which clubs, um, I think a lot of it's also like chance, luck, just like seeing who will take you. Um, and I definitely feel like don't let yourself like be sad or like don't like be be hung up on any of the rejections because it's definitely not a reflection on your own abilities.
0: Yeah, I agree. And also I think a lot of people at Columbia are majoring in CS. Do you know how many, or it's probably like just like a really big number, right?
1: I'm not sure. It's, it's a lot, but I feel like the CS community, you kind of, all know each other because you're all taking the same classes Uh and then you see each other suffering together um you see you see people like in office hour right before um the midterms and you're like aha I have seen you multiple times (laughs) I know (laughs) you as
0: well Uh uh-huh I feel like CS majors always is that true that they like hang out together I feel like it's because you guys all have like this intense course load and this these like problem sets or just like coding things that you have to do do you think like a lot of your friends come from the CS community absolutely actually one of my best friends at Columbia um I met her through
1: so all um all engineering majors actually have to take this class called art of engineering um and we pick and you you have to do a project where you build a video game um And then me and my friend were coding it so together and then i think it just we just the pain just bonded us oh my gosh that's (laughs) so cool though yeah
0: what video game did you
1: guys end up making oh my goodness so i i come from california so i love drinking boba milk tea (laughs) (laughs) so the video game we built is kind of like a switch And then, so one person is on either side; it's a two-player game, and then each person has a joystick controlling a straw. And there's fifteen boba balls randomly distributed across the screen, screen, and you're just trying to pick up as many as possible.
0: That's so cute, and that's so fun! Oh my gosh, did you come up with that? I'm assuming like both of you like worked together. Was the boba yard? We were in a team of
1: four, and we were
0: like what are we passionate about
1: (laughs) oh yeah and it was like the first thing that came to mind
0: oh that's so funny and I love that like it it like worked and it happened how long did that take you oh why okay we were given a long time for the project
1: (laughs) (laughs) we built it in a week because we procrastinated um but yeah like we like 3d printed like the actual box um and then I think the professor orders the parts for you like Uh they give you money and you can order like the joystick the wires um and yeah I think it was definitely (laughs) an experience Uh (laughs) and it does bond you
0: what is this is an art of engineering right Mm -hmm. you want to kind of give an overview of what that is for people who might be listening
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So art of engineering is um, a requirement for all computer science majors. Oh, sorry. No, all engineering students um, their first year. Um, And it's a really chill class. Um, You don't do much for it. The professor comes in (laughs) um, and like kind of just talks to you about like what engineering is, different disciplines in engineering. Sometimes like people like outside people come in to give you like to just to talk to you guys um very light course load Mm -hmm. uh one of my easiest classes I've taken at Columbia um except for that project (laughs) the last week of class (laughs) no No, it was nice because everyone was in the makerspace which is um one of the buildings in mud where you get to like build things like 3d print things you get to like put things together Mm -hmm. um and I think it' just everyone was in there like, "Okay, I am ready to learn." <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I think the makerspace is nice, so mud is the the engineering building, so is that where a lot of is that where you have your majority of engineering classes in mud?" Not necessarily.
1: I haven't had that many classes in mud actually, um, but a lot of people's office hours are in mud. So mm. I'm always like running there and just like sitting down in front of the professor, like, hello, please teach me.
0: <laughs> Homework um, is due tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then like mud has, I mean, it's like a pretty big building. And do you know which floor? I think it's, is it second floor that the makerspace is on? I think they just renovated it or did- like a year. Oh, ago, or something.
1: I, I heard about that. I think it's a little higher. I think the makerspace is, is a little higher up, but it's definitely been a oh,
0: second. Uh, like one and a half years. One and a half years. Yeah, no. Inside, they just have a lot of really cool engineering tools. 3D printers, like Lulu was saying. They have sewing machines too. Um, I feel like they have t-shirt printing I saw someone. I was in there once, and I saw someone like printing their own T-shirt designs. Um, and they just have a lot of materials. And the people there have like are are certified, or they they train they are trained to train you in using those machines. So mm-hmm. if you're ever um, in need of. Of a sewing machine or any type of machine <laughs> for your projects, then I feel like the makerspace is a good place. Yeah, totally. mm-hmm. they have
1: everything. I remember, like the night before our project, one of my was it my team member? It was someone else's team member. Super glued <laughs> their fingers together. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> in the makerspace, yeah, they did. And then there was like, um, I was like, oh my god! And I googled it. I think there was something that gets super glue unstuck, and I was like, I think it's this in the cabinet and then i poured oh. it on them and it ended up being the thing that makes super glue set instead of be removed and i was like oh
0: no we <laughs> yeah, i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm <laughs> sorry how did they how did you dissolve the glue at the end i think
1: force
0: <laughs> oh really oh my gosh before when you said super glue i thought you said they sewed their fingers together so i was like Oh my gosh, are you supposed to say- No, no, but okay. I'm glad that 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 okay. has been resolved. um and that that person is okay. <laughs> fingers are okay But yeah, um, I feel like engineering, I feel like the hands-on aspect is super, super fun and it's just like a lot of problem solving and you get to make your own product and it it's like a tangible product or it could be like if it's in c s it's like a digital product but it's still your own and it's your own original code and I find that really very cool and just very like innovative I know that's a term everyone uses but it's like true
1: (laughs) no absolutely I feel like one of the reasons I chose CS was because it does give you that like space and capacity to just like implement your own ideas Mm -hmm. um and that's something that was really special to me
0: yeah and you're in your CS major is in C's, right? The School of Engineering Mm -hmm. and Applied Sciences. And so at Columbia, we have four undergraduate schools. So it's uh, Columbia Engineering, so C's, uh, Columbia College, which is the traditional liberal arts college. And then we have Barnard College and the School of General Studies, which is for kind of like non-traditional college students. Um, And so there is a CS major in, I'm sure like for all of these schools, but like Uh, comparing like CS and CC, which is Columbia College, and CS and C's, what is the, do you know of the difference between the two tracks?
1: Um, I think it's largely the same. So for CS, we have a CS core, which is like intro to Java, we have like advanced programming, fundamentals of computer systems, and that's like a category. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once and then I think in software year, when you declare a major, you also have the option of you also have to declare like a CS track that you want to mm-hmm. study. So I'm on the intelligent systems track, but there's people on applications, uh, foundations, which, which is more mathy, I think. Um, and that's and then there's a, like a set of requirements for each track as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all largely the same for CC and CS, I believe um and i think the difference lies in like i don't i'm not completely sure if cc doesn't have to do this but for c for c's we have to take general tech electives which is basically like um you there you have to take like relevant cs courses relevant math courses and it's pretty free free for you like you get to choose whatever course you want to take but you do have to ask your major advisor if that course is rigorous enough if like it counts for your general tech credits Mm -hmm. um and i believe i feel like i've talked to a cc person before and they don't have to do it but i would definitely double check with your advisor before taking my word on that
0: (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. sounds good and there's always you can always find resources just google columbia engineering cs or columbia college cs and it should be i feel like the requirements are written out pretty pretty well on the websites too so what would you say is a typical day in your life before when we were on campus and it was an in-person semester how would that be
1: yeah, um, so I would crawl out of bed um, <laughs> around fifteen minutes before uh, my first class, uh, which is usually at ten ten. Um, I okay. One of the things that I did not, I like, did not expect myself loving so much is a small campus because I get up. Like right before my classes, I like brush my teeth and I'm like I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then after going to my classes, like I feel like Columbia has a big culture of just like grabbing food with someone um, mm-hmm. when you want to catch up. So I, maybe that's a thing at all schools. I don't know. Um, but so I would probably like catch up with a friend over lunch, um, go to class again um and depending on the day um if it's like a Friday Saturday Sunday um sometimes we would just like go downtown go to a coffee shop and study or just mm-hmm. hang out like explore New York City um otherwise go if it's like a grind night like you just gotta like, get some stuff done um go to Butler um, my go-to place is Butler Ref the reference room where everyone Mm is, uh, which is nice because you can always find a friend in there, which is another perk of, I feel like, having a very small campus. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, study, grab dinner with another friend. I feel like I have a very chill and boring schedule, but I really do enjoy it.
0: (laughs) It's It's nice to have, like, a routine getting you through each semester and just, like, knowing what is coming up and just being able to go through it plan. I like that you have like a plan because otherwise everything would just be like scrambling around but yeah it's nice to have like have lunch with a friend and then go back to classes and studying and then just what time do you go to sleep
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, two okay optimistically
0: okay
1: yeah I think, I think it also ends up being that thing where like your friends are in the library and then there are places in the library where you can just hang out. Mm-hmm. Like there's a cafe in the library and we would just like get a coffee and just sit there and chat and then just an hour goes by and we're like, oh, where,
0: Would you get I a coffee at, at night? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what like for studying to prep for um a late night to study? Oh, my goodness. So, you know how Morton Williams is, like, kind
1: of just across the street from Butler? hmm Yeah. So, we would just... Like me and a group of friends would just hike to Morton Williams, get our Red Bulls, oh. um, get our study snacks, oh my set it out. I feel like I'm totally convincing people not to go to Columbia, but I swear <laughs> it's a fun thing to do.
0: <laughs> no, I feel like that's like a good bonding sesh because so Butler is our main campus library on Morningside. And so it, it's very big. And so kind of near the center, not center, but just like if you look on a map, it is you know what? I'm going to stop explaining it <laughs> no, I don't know how to explain it. I know it. what you mean though. It's like when you see
1: pictures of Columbia not looking towards like the big circle building, um, <laughs> it is towards
0: Uh huh. Yeah. And it has all the names of uh, the philosophers and writers on there. And so Morton Williams is a supermarket that is super close to campus. It's literally across the street from campus. Um, and so that is where a lot of people buy groceries and just do a lot of their stuff. Do you ever study anywhere else, like outside of Butler? I know, like mention cafes, but other libraries or other just like study spots around Columbia? I really like
1: the engineering library, um, mm-hmm. which is near Mud. Um, it's like a glass building, but it closes pretty early usually, or earlier than Butler because Butler is open 24 mm-hmm. um, seven. But it's a glass building, the view's nice. Um, and then you get a lot of natural light, which I really liked. Yeah. Um, also, in Barnard, there's oh no, the main library in Barnard um, is also
0: really nice. It, the name is slipping from me. Um, I know what you're talking about. It's across from Diana, but exactly it starts with an M. Is that right? I was literally thinking it starts with an M. I'm gonna Google this. Give me. I- <laughs> i'm going to do it right now milstein Milstein. is that right milstein Uh, yeah milstein is really nice um barnard's campus is really nice it's like so modern um and just very sleek and very clean inside so highly recommend checking out barnard's library too Mm -hmm. their
1: bathrooms are cleaner
0: oh (laughs) (laughs) they have like standing desks too if you ever go I don't know which floor this was, but you can. I didn't know what they were. And I was like, "This desk can move," and it was like you can raise it up and stand, or you could sit down and and oh, um, work on there. So
1: I love that they have private study rooms, and if no one's in there, you can just like barge in. Um, and it's so nice. There's like a window inside. There's a whiteboard inside. I was like, where? where is this on the Columbia campus?
0: Oh, interesting. I didn't know they had like whiteboards in their study rooms.
1: It was nice. It's so nice. Mm. I think the engineering library also has whiteboards in the study rooms. And me and my friends would just write really dumb things, like Taylor Swift lyrics that we're listening to right now.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I love Taylor Swift too. That's why. <laughs> I'm
1: in love with her. <laughs>
0: I'm glad. I'm so glad she released her new albums, surprise album, like oh oh, like a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago, a month ago. No one
1: is more productive than Taylor Swift.
0: Too. <laughs> 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 she can keep it a secret too. I think she even kept her title um, a secret from her close managers or something like that because it oh, did, she didn't want it to slip out. So yeah, that's cool. What
1: a queen! Oh my goodness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and. It's going back to CS from our from our Taylor Swift tangent. Um, <laughs> what cool classes do you recommend for people to take here?
1: Ooh, um, this is not CS related, but I mm-hmm. really really enjoyed Culture, Mental Health, and Healing in East mm-hmm. Asia. Um, it's for our global core requirement, um, which I think CC also has, right? Um, yes. But super fun class. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like you, it kind of talks about how mental health, like how it might display itself differently in different places with different cultures, um, how environment has a huge influence on how you perceive yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really interesting. I think it gave me a lot of food for thought. Um, but the wise, I think I I really enjoyed um Artificial Intelligence with Tony Deer. Um, he's a really good professor. I think he has like a gold or silver nugget, nugget on COPA, uh, mm-hmm. which is like the site where we kind of source all our information about our professors. <laughs> um, but he is just an awesome guy. He just genuinely wants you to learn and be the best that you are. Um, the class was hard, but I think you learn a lot because everyone's just like kind of knows about artificial intelligence in the abstract, but then getting to learn like what it was and like what theories it runs on was really interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. And taking these types of CS classes, do you think one would need a background already in CS to to do well in them? I would not say so. Definitely
1: not. Um, I think because it really starts you off easy. You take, enter the Java, enter the Python, um, and, like, the classes itself starts easy and it ramps itself up. Mm-hmm. Um, Python itself was a very um, group-based class for all the projects. Um, and there's just so many TAs. I think as a freshman, I didn't really know to, like, make use of office hours. And, like, because in high school, it's studying is a very individualistic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't really feel like you need help from other people. And help is not really provided anyway. Um, but in college I just like make use of all the resources don't be shy to go to as many office hours as possible Mm -hmm. um and yeah and I think it's it's very manageable I started with not that much like knowledge of CS either um but also upperclassmen are so willing to help um and yeah you can just like chat with someone and they would just tell you their secrets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think this came up in one of the the previous podcasts, but definitely I think mentorship is a big part of college in CS and in other fields too. So I feel like people are willing, upperclassmen are always willing to speak with you because I feel like they were in our shoes once and now they are they're coming around and, and giving back to the, to the next generation. And usually if they say no, it's not out of hard feelings. They're probably
1: just busy that one week. Sure. Um, sure. And yeah, I don't think I've ever gotten a hard no <laughs> from anyone. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so don't worry about it. For sure. And what kind of projects have you been getting into in CS um, recently or like something that you're really proud of? Ooh, um, so I'm a huge fan of going to hackathons. Mm.
1: Um, so I think like a hackathon is basically just like a one to two day thing where just you do nothing but you code your project with a with a team. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the projects I'm really proud of is um, my friends and I, we were like, oh, one of our friends has scoliosis. Um, my grandma has scoliosis. Um, why don't we make an app that makes diagnosing scoliosis more accessible um, to other people and to make it like cheaper um, so that you don't have to get an MRI scan and stuff. So I didn't have a lot of CS experience when I did this project, but it ended up being a really good experience. I had a lot of fun building it. Um, And I think it's just like getting to just put your hands on these projects during Mm -hmm. hackathons. And again, mentorship is available at any time during the hackathons. Usually hackathons bring in like people from different companies or like upperclassmen are there to help. Um, And you just kind of spend, we spent like 24 straight hours putting this. Really? Um, Yeah. And then like hackathons get you a ton of snacks. So there's like food. I know we go there. We pick up our free food. We find a little corner to snuggle in, and we just code for the next twenty four hours.
0: Like literally twenty four hours.
1: Yeah, literally.
0: Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's kind of crazy. I I always thought like when I heard the, the name hackathon initially, I was like, all of these people are competing to try to hack into this one thing, and whoever gets there first wins. But it's it's mainly coding your own project, right? Yeah.
1: I think there are also like security hacks and stuff that are similar to what you just said. Oh, um, where they just like code something for you to like hack into. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done one of those before, but the ones like most hackathons usually just everyone makes their own project. Um, there's different categories for prizes. And if you win a prize, sometimes you win money, sometimes you win AirPods or whatever oh. that they might give
0: you. Oh, wow, nice prizes. I wow. know. I know. Yeah. I was like,
1: I would like any of
0: those things. Thank you very <laughs> much. <laughs> yeah. And this was, so your, this was your first hackathon experience with the, the scoliosis. Would it you say was. like the diagnoser? Is that kind of what it was? Yes.
1: Basically we called it spinal line. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. How did, how exactly did it work? Um, So it was split into two parts. Uh, One part is a gyroscopic function where we ask someone to like bend over at 90 degrees. Someone scans their phone down your back um, to see the degree of curvature of your spine. And then the next part is a shoulder imaging uh, model where you kind of see how low or high um, like someone's shoulder difference is Mm -hmm. and see if
0: that's that might
1: be an indicator of scoliosis.
0: That's so cool that is actually yeah. so smart and amazing. I feel like it's amazing what I feel like college what college students are already doing with CS with their CS knowledge and just making all these I feel like integrating into healthcare too and just like also other fields outside of CS and healthcare. So very impressive. Thank you. Thank
1: yeah. you. I think we, it, teamwork makes the dream work, truly. Makes the
0: dream work? <laughs> Hang that on your wall, everyone. I feel like I, I need an inspirational quote for each podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Outside of classes, what do you do for fun or what kind of extracurriculars outside of like hackathons and things like that? Um, are you involved with?
1: Um, I'm also involved with, uh, Columbia's Law and Business Association. I think everyone who goes to New York has a brief dabble with like, should I do finance? (laughs) Um, And the answer for me was a no. (laughs) I think my heart definitely lies in tech, but Mm -hmm. I think I joined the club just to see what all the hype was about. Mm -hmm. Uh, I met a lot of wonderful people um, and there's definitely a very strong mentorship community in there too, if anyone is interested in law or business um and i'm also involved with um research on campus for cs which is fun um but for actual fun um, (laughs) (laughs) i'm part of columbia's table tennis club um and i'm on the team and we we like we practice twice a week and Mm -hmm. we um go to competitions um it's just a really fun time for us and Sometimes I go downtown um, to dance, but I am not good. I'm not Broadway. Broadway's dance center lets anyone just like go and dance, <laughs> and I am terrible at it. But no. I have a good
0: time when I go. <laughs> what kind of what style of dance do you do, or is it kind of just like freestyle?
1: I do. I I took. I think there I took a dropping class with some with like street hip hop kind of dance. Oh um, which is really cool. I couldn't do it, but <laughs> I had a fun time trying.
0: Oh, is it like break
1: break dancing in a no, way? No, no, no. Oh. It, it's like it's more chill. I think they just play they played like um some random song and then they taught us a bit of the choreo for it. And I was like, this is super cool.
0: Oh, that's so that's so interesting. I feel like in college people have did you ever explore dance in high school? I feel like in college people start branching out more into.
1: Interests. I yeah. danced when I was younger, um, but mostly Chinese classical dance. Um, I never mm. really tried hip hop, but it was on my bucket list. So. Yeah.
0: We do have a Chinese classical dance team right at Columbia?
1: I think we do. I think we do.
0: And talking about your your table tennis experience, what age did you start at?
1: I started at 10 uh, which i think was a little like in the co- like competitive like table tennis people circle uh-huh. um, it was a bit late but you know
0: <laughs> when do people usually start like six or
1: I, I saw videos I like googled um someone I was competing against. <laughs> And she's one of my really good friends, but I Googled and I found a video of her playing when she was like three or four and she was standing on a chair in front of the table and I was like, oh my God.
0: Okay. <laughs> you, well, a three-year-old's hand-eye coordination, better than mine now. <laughs> no, 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 no. But yeah, I was like,
1: girl, <laughs> that's wild. Good for her.
0: Is she your age now?
1: Um, I think she's... One year younger.
0: Oh, okay. One year younger. So yeah. How did you how did you get into playing competitively? Was that something that you knew you wanted to do when you started? No, so my
1: friend, how I started was I used to figure skate. Um oh. and I know. And then oh, nice. um, one of the people I was figure skating with had a ping pong table that they didn't know what to do with. And I was like, Oh, you can put it in um my garage and <gasps> um, and then they were like okay uh, so they would come over once a week to play and then I think they've played before so I was consistently losing um, <laughs> embarrassingly so um, And I was like wait I want to be good at this <laughs> and then I just started taking lessons and never stopped
0: oh wow is it kind of like stress relief when you're I mean I guess a it- competition could be stressful but outside just like getting your mind off of classes and everything
1: i think definitely it's it's in college it's definitely more of like a safe heaven um because it's like your your friends are there um and there's not really you can just like throw schoolwork off of your mind mm-hmm. um and i think like a good workout session always always like helps to de-stress and when you go back to studying it doesn't feel as overwhelming.
0: Yeah, I agree. I would sometimes at night, I think I feel like this were on Thursday nights, um, because it was right before right before, right after one of my club meetings. Um, I would also go to Dodge and then I would see Lulu sometimes there, like practicing with her team and they were just really good and they were the, the ball would never like hit the floor. I mean it would just be like boom, 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 boom. But yeah, it was fun. It was Thank um you. it was fun to watch too. Sorry. Is that weird? I'm like <laughs> watching you guys practice.
1: I'm honored. It makes me feel um I feel honored.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, it's fun. Um so what else outside of outside of table tennis do you do? I know you, you got into bullet journaling.
1: I, oh my gosh, I have my bullet journal right really? here. Really? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have like only like three pages filled out. Four, actually. Ooh. Um, bullet journaling. Oh my gosh. Thank you. So I,
0: pretty. Oh my gosh, that's so pretty. Thank you. I rip it off of people online. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's where you, where you get your start, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. I just, I just Google like bullet journaling um, January and... And it comes up you can see my bullet journal all on google
0: <laughs> <laughs> why did you why did you get into bullet journaling
1: um my friend one of my good friends gave me the journal for um, Christmas. Mm. Uh, so I was, I was, and it's really pretty, like the is all marbled. And I was like, and I feel like for me, whenever I get like a blank pretty notebook, my first instinct is to not write on it. Same. Because <laughs> you want to save it. You want to save it for something really special. But then she was like, I got it for you to bullet journal in. If you keep it blank like all of your other notebooks, I will feel hurt. And I'll for it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it.
0: Yeah, that was a good incentive. Your friendship incentive to,
1: to start bullet <laughs> journaling on the
0: line. Yeah, because <laughs> it's always like, like just like if I make a mark on this, and if I accidentally move my hand the wrong way, then it's gonna ruin the journal. But I, but like getting started and practicing is also. So, like the first step
1: mm-hmm. for, me, for me, I write everything in pencil, like all of the drawings and stuff. I do it in pencil first and then I trace over it.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm
1: not an artist. <laughs> um, do,
0: you, do you do? Um, I know there was a thing, so I was taught to always do math in pencil, and then I got into high school and then college. and I saw like people do math in pen. Um,
1: I think that's very ballsy (laughs) (laughs) um because oh my gosh the number of mistakes I make in math um if I just have to have my pencil and eraser on I have to have my eraser on me or else Mm -hmm. um my entire page will become a scribble
0: (laughs) yeah I was I was really surprised because I was doing a pencil like why are you guys using pen they're like why are you using pencil but I guess it's maybe it's like a like a-
1: it's I I don't make mathematical mistakes kind of
0: thing. Too but good, too good for me.
1: <laughs> I know, I need my pencil. I, yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. No,
1: but I definitely saw that too. I remember during math tests in college, you have to ask like, oh, can I use pencil?
0: Um, oh, because like, um, yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe that's just also to make grading easier, making sure like no one goes back and does anything. Exactly, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I guess we could, we could talk about CS internships now. That's a big topic. Um, do you have any advice or do you want to just kind of describe your journey into applying for CS internships?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, so I remember when I first got started, it was definitely something very stressful because it's, it's like, you're scared of getting started. Um, you are always going to feel like you're not good enough at coding um, or you're like, you can like practice a little more before you do it, Um, but they're rolling applications. So um, my biggest advice is to just like, when you see the application, just like send it in um, and the stress of the deadlines will help you study. And I think so usually when you send in your application, they'll send you back a coding challenge, um, which is basically like a timed kind of coding exam. Um, You don't have to score perfect on it. I think you just got to like I think you're scored on efficiency and accuracy, but like against other applicants and no one's going to get like the most efficient solution in like 10 minutes. So just like take your like each one is like a practice for the next one. And then after you send in your challenge, sometimes they'll, sen- they'll send you back an invite for um, an interview. Um, and usually interviews are a mix of personal questions, like tell me about like a project, this project on your resume and like, so know your resume well. And then um, they'll ask you like one to two coding questions and they ask you to code in front of them, um, which is, and I guess my biggest advice for that is just to like, be vocal about like what you like are unsure about and they'll definitely guide you in the right direction. I think it's a lot of it. It's like an indicator for how you work and how you think. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they offer help, um, don't be afraid to receive it gratefully. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and usually it's one to two rounds of interviews and then, um, yeah. So I think, I think, Just like, again, cast your net wide Um, and be sure like you're like actually like passionate about these companies when you're going into the interviews. Um, And I think don't be don't be nervous to just like get started, because I remember my biggest mistake freshman year was to just like keep putting it off and keep like not applying because I felt like, oh, I can study a little more. Oh, I can. Um. I can like do more before I get started, but just like send in your application and then maybe you'll like flunk the first couple of coding challenges, but then you will get the hang of it for sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and there's a really nice website called Leetco, um, which is basically just practice for any interview questions, coding challenges. Um, and they have like basically a question bank that you can practice off of, mm-hmm. uh, which is really helpful. Um, yeah, I think it's not, it's not too bad. And even if you don't have an internship, like, um, like by the end of like, let's say first semester, I got my, I think my sophomore internship um, in second semester, like after, after winter break. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be too stressed out and there's always going to be opportunities um, if you're looking for them,
0: mm-hmm. no
1: matter, no matter when and reach out to upperclassmen for help. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's good advice. And when you, you were talking about studying for, you could study more for it. Are you talking about? You're not talking about classes, right? You're saying study more for the coding challenges. Yes.
1: So uh-huh. I think, um, like I remember, there's like there's like a. I think the two main things people study off of is there's a book called "Cracking the Coding Interview," um, and then there's the website Leet Code. So the "Cracking the Coding Interview" is like this thick thick book um I have not gone through it um I have read maybe a couple pages of it um so I think freshman year I was like oh my gosh I need to read all of it and then apply um, oh, okay. which was I think it's just it's just not necessary I think
0: mm-hmm. what are like what kinds of challenges would it be would it be to to have like certain inputs turn into certain outputs or what exactly is the theme of it
1: yeah exactly um basically sometimes it'll be like oh here's um like here's an input string which is like a word of like letters and um and just like maybe like manipulate the string to be another way, be a certain way, like organize this array of values or like something like that. Um, sometimes it'll be a longer word problem, but when you break it down, it is essentially the same kind of just like a logic problem um, that you just have to code and solve. And then you put out the output um, that they want.
0: Mm-hmm. And is the timeline, so this is, since they're rolling admissions, is it from September of the
1: academic year
0: up until, Um, uh
1: Yeah. Oh, so sorry. I think I totally cut you off. But yeah, exactly. It's like, usually applications open in September-ish, but like definitely keep an eye out just like before, after, Mm -hmm. like sometimes I feel like, especially because of COVID time, like timelines have shifted slightly for each company both forward and backwards Mm. um and then I think it runs on I think it's definitely it's it's still going on now um I think it runs till January February sometimes but if you miss those there's also like a lot of startups that recruit later um I think there's a website called AngelList something like that. I've never used it. I would be careful of scams on it, Mm -hmm. Um, but startups look for um, students there. Um, Mm -hmm. There's also clubs on campus that
0: offer internships, I think. Mm -hmm. Cool. What kind of clubs would those be? Kind of like the professional, pre-professional clubs? Mm -hmm. I
1: think Columbia Build Lab. Um, which my friend was part of, um, offers internships for students over the summer. Um, and it's a much simpler application process. And it's basically um, for students to help work on math, uh, like masters Columbia Business School master's students um, startups. And they'll have like very well fleshed out um, startup ideas. And then you help them build the application for what they're looking for.
0: Cool. Do you want to explain what a startup is in case people don't know?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, A startup is just a smaller company. um, And I guess like the perks of working on a startup is that you have a bigger role in this company. um, And just like what you do is probably more important. Um, Sometimes like your reach um, and just... I'll, you just do more work it's, i hear it's more stressful um but you learn a lot yeah I think like it definitely de- definitely sorry definitely depends on if you prefer personally um, working at a larger company where you have more stability um, but like maybe like the project that you're working on is, takes a smaller role in the company because there's just so many people your project isn't as important um or you're just working with a lot of people and there's just less stress on you Mm -hmm. or if you want to work in a more fast-paced environment where your work holds more um holds more weight and Mm -hmm. you do have to like have more stress to like pull your weight but then there's also Um, that gratification of being able to make such a large impact on the company.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How do you think COVID has impacted the CS world? Um, Definitely, I think
1: there has been like, like in terms of recruiting, like hiring freezes, um, some companies have been hit pretty hard, like Airbnb, I think was hit pretty hard. Um, But yeah, I think as a whole, CS and software engineering is something that you can definitely do from home.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So when we were talking about the in-person type of recruitment and interviews, did you have to physically fly to, if if they weren't based in New York, the companies, did you have to physically fly there and have the in-person coding test or assessment?
1: Um, So the coding challenge is always going to be virtual. uh, which is, which is nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I personally have never had to fly out for a code, like an actual coding interview. But I think I know people who have had to, like usually <clears throat> instead of coding virtually for your interview, I think they give you like a whiteboard and you write out your solution onto the whiteboard. Oh, um, I know. I know. So it's definitely something to get used to, um, but maybe things will change because of COVID because I feel like virtually it could still it's still working out very well
0: interesting yeah I think I heard my first year that the CS exams were handwritten or some of them were and I was like how does that work but you literally have to write out every single like letter correctly spaces or periods Mm -hmm. commas I think
1: they're even like virtually they're less And like during the actual interviews, not the coding challenges, um, they're pretty lenient on like the actual syntax, which is like, like the spacing, the actual letters and stuff. Um, I think what they more want to see is your logic and your thinking Mm -hmm. process. And a lot of the times during interviews, people are like, oh, don't worry if this doesn't compile, which means like, oh, don't worry if there's like small errors in your code um, and your code can't be like run. Uh Um, I just want to make sure like your logic is sound and I can see your thinking process.
0: Yeah. What languages um, do they usually require? They usually give you
1: your like your choice of language. So be like, oh, which one are you most comfortable in? Um, I usually do it in Java, but I think a lot of people say it's easier um, in Python. I'm just more comfortable in Java. So it's been easier Mm -hmm. for me. What
0: languages do you know in CS?
1: Um, I know Java, Python, C, C++, um, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript.
0: Oh wow, that's a lot. Is that? Like- <laughs> I think you learn a lot of it from your classes? Oh. Okay. <laughs> what would you recommend to people who are like, what resources or which language to start with? Um, what would you recommend for people who are just getting into it?
1: I think um, if you are like planning to like learn CS um, and like do CS, I would start with Java because I think it's um, so in CS there is a thing called like low level language and high level language. Like low low level language is like closest to machine code. Like like essentially when you get down to it, it's all going to be one one zero 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 one one inside. Yeah, like it's all broken down into that. So when you get more low level, um, it's more, it looks more like machine code and it's less human readable versus like, so high level languages would be like Python, um, where it's basically, it it reads like English. Like even if you didn't code, you can kind of get the gist of what the code is trying to say. Mm -hmm. Um, And then low level languages would be like, more low level languages would be like C, um, C, C++, which is less readable, but essentially the same thing. Um, And Java is kind of in between that. So you can kind of, there's not as many shortcuts like Python is, but you can like get a gist of the structure without learning, um, without starting yourself off on like, confusing like C, C stuff. You mm-hmm. can like it's kind of in the middle and you can kind of so most intro classes offered are usually in Python uh, or in Java. Mm-hmm. But if you're just kind of like feeling out like what is coding, you're not you don't like really think you're going to do it, but you might need it for like your other major mm-hmm. um I would recommend Python because it's
0: easier. If a person were to specialize in Python or Java are there different applications that those languages work best with?
1: Um, so for, it depends. Like, for example, like for C, I think it's more like memory efficient. So if that's something that what you're working with emphasizes, um, which is, I have not had experience with that, <laughs> um, where you would need to optimize your memory to set, in which case you cannot use Java. Um, but That would be an application. And then I know like Python has like specific libraries um, that you can like directly like import and just Mm -hmm. use, which Mm -hmm. is really useful. So it depends on what you're building.
0: Do you have any general advice for people who are applying to college now or who are awaiting their college decisions or who are adjusting to college? Yeah, absolutely. I think... um, for me, I like did
1: not see myself at Columbia. So I, but I was still, I'm still like very happy where I am. So I think just wherever you go, um, I like just know you will be happy and know you can do amazing things from like wherever you are, even if it wasn't like what you had in mind when you were applying. And like, um, I think in high school, I had very much this thought process where like, getting into like the college of your dreams is like the end all be all. Um, And it's, I feel like it's really not like, no matter where you go, you will be happy and you will do amazing things if you want, if you like put in the time and effort to do them. And um, if you're adjusting to college from home, um, good luck. I know it's definitely really, really rough. Um, I know I definitely would not have done very well in freshman year if it was um from from zoom because it's just it's so hard to make friends virtually and having to keep up with friends that you don't really know and Mm -hmm. just like try to text them does sometimes feel like a chore if you like if you don't know them you're trying to get to know them Mm -hmm. um but you're gonna make it through and it's going to be in person again after this is all over so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: wishing you all the very
0: best yeah. And I saw something, we have this Facebook page called Columbia Confessions. And there was this post that was talking about, it wasn't really a confession. It was just talking about people who not necessarily freshmen, it could be upperclassmen too, who are having trouble staying connected with friends. And I feel like a large part of it is the, not fear, but just the the insecurity of whether that person wants you to, to text them first or to message them first. I think most people, like if someone messaged me and I haven't spoken to them in a long time, I would be really happy to hear from them and I would kind of continue the conversation. Um, so I feel like if you put yourself in the other person's shoes, would you be happy to, to have someone text you first? I feel like that is a good way to think about it. Um, and after reading that definitely reminded me that it is, it's a good idea to be proactive, um, also making friends. But yeah, something to think about. And like,
1: for me, I'm a terrible texter. So I just like, I just tell people like, hey, do you want to FaceTime? Do you want to call? Mm-hmm. Like there's definitely, and I think um, definitely other ways to stay connected. Cause I know sometimes when you're texting people, it's so easy to overanalyze yes. um, the text. Like, oh, like, do they actually not want to be talking to me when they might just be baking cookies while they're talking to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like don't burn yourself out with it. Um. But it's like don't be stressed that people don't want to hear from you because they do mm-hmm. want to
0: hear from you. They do, <laughs> <want it.
1: laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess to end off on some fun questions, let's see some fun Lulu Q and A. What is? Let me think about this. First. What has been? Okay, let me think. Okay. (laughs) What has been your favorite living space or residence hall on Columbia's campus?
1: Ooh, I have lived in only Carmen and McVeigh. And during my time in McVeigh, there was construction work going out on right outside my window. Oh, no. So I would say Carmen. um, Such a nice just such nice facilities your own shower your own bathroom oh my god you just walk in and it's like a very small hallway um and then there's a bathroom and two double two rooms and they're both doubled.
0: Mm, that is nice and you guys had ac too um yeah. so ac is a big part in the summer
1: um, oh gosh it's so lovely and we had a view of um new york city which was gorgeous but I always had my blinds down so like I remember like the last week of us living in the dorm we were like gotta roll the blinds up gotta take advantage of this view now
0: yeah when you can finally I mean you feel like the whole whole semester with the blinds down and feel like I have to soak all of this in my eyes right now well, it, was not even once. it was two semesters worth. I was like <laughs> I gotta soak in two semesters worth of views mm-hmm. um it does get really nice. I mean, like at the end of semester, even when it's final seasons, the weather gets really nice in New York. So it the view is top-notch. Well, mm-hmm. What would you say is your favorite dining hall? So JJ's, John J. Ferris, or Barnard Dining? Uh,
1: I would say JJ's because JJ's is just almost 24-7 fast fast food. Um, Junk food, fries. They have um,
0: milkshakes. Or I guess like the...
1: Dude, they have the smoothie things.
0: Smoothies, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, It is my weakness. Um,
0: What is your order usually?
1: I just get scrambled eggs and guac. And I feel like when, like in the middle of a butler and then you go to JJ's, like that is what I'm craving. Or I get Mm -hmm. like, if they have curly fries... I always get curly fries. Mm-hmm. cheeseburger. Oh my gosh, I hope we have JJ's when we go back.
0: Yeah, JJ's <gasps> always has like very creative foods. In I remember after, on Valentine's Day, I went with some friends to JJ's and they had something, like something date pan, panini or something like that. And they had dates in it or it, they have very creative and it's just very, very cute. They oh, have-
1: I mean, make it work. They make it work. Oh, they have. Oh my gosh! If you are an early bird, which I am not, um, sometimes I stay up late enough for JJ's breakfast.
0: <laughs>
1: um, but JJ's has really good breakfast.
0: Wait, you stay up late enough for JJ's breakfast? Yeah. Wait, what is, does that mean? Like, what time is that? Six <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and then, like. <laughs> And it's like
1: the end of a hard night. And you're like, I want to reward myself.
0: With breakfast at (laughs) 6A. I do hear that they have like good breakfast. I I haven't had JJ's breakfast, but I do hear that.
1: I was trying to think. I just remember it being very good, but I don't remember exactly what it was. And I was like,
0: I'm here trying to sell it. And I'm like, they have sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) They're actually very good. They have like, there's this station... Where they have, they just keep pulling out, like putting out hamburgers and cheeseburgers and different varieties of sandwiches. They are sandwiches, but they're just like very good sandwiches. Um, and I do, I do appreciate Columbia Dining. They do have very good food. They mm-hmm. do have
1: very good food. JJ's has a very special place in my
0: heart.
1: Uh-huh. I feel like you make a lot of friends there too. Also, they have 24 7 ice cream, which.
0: Mm. Hey, and just... toppings, and toppings.
1: And toppings. If you live in Zhangjia, you are so lucky
0: mm-hmm. for
1: your 24-7 JJs. Yeah. 24/7. I think they close for two to three hours. Two
0: hours from 10 to 12, I think, in the morning for cleaning. I think that's right.
1: Oh, okay. Yes. I was like, it's not 24-7, but it feels like it.
0: 22-7.
1: 22-7.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, coming from the West Coast and moving to New York for school what was something that you didn't expect and that you would advise for people to to think about
1: so I was really excited for snow because my experience with snow is like Lake Tahoe for skiing and like um, like a quick vacation to a snowy like beautiful white snowy area Mm -hmm. um it is not like that in (laughs) 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 um Oh, uh, I did not think I would hate the snow. Everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, you're gonna get tired of it in one day," and I was like,
0: "No, that's not me." I will
1: defy all California stereotypes. I'm <laughs> not. It is. It gets dirty. It's slippery. I would bring. I would bring a coat. I would bring um, gloves. I would bring a scarf. I would bring a hat. Mm. I would. I would. I would bring all necessities for cold weather.
0: Did you own those things, or did you actually have to go out and buy them before coming?
1: I go out and buy them. I did not own like like a thick puffy jacket. Mm-hmm. I was just like, why? I was like, but they're not cute. No one cares about being cute when it's cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's and also <laughs> careful where you step when it snows. Cause I have many a time fallen right on my bum
0: me too I was coming out of this was like <laughs> I was coming out of this was I think it was SIPA um under the the bridge there was a sky bridge or something oh, like
1: I that you know what you're talking about
0: and it was really slippery I think it had snowed or it was just really cold and I was waiting for to cross the street and then I was I stepped and then I fell right on my back and then someone was like are you okay I was like yep yep I'm good <laughs> <laughs> everything <laughs> is like, fine yep yeah, um, yeah. I remember I was walking the class in the
1: morning and they hadn't salted that part. And I was like, I am constantly on the verge of being, I'm not late. I am on the verge of being. (laughs) Um, And it was like one of the, I was a freshman. I was a freshman I didn't know it was going to be slippery. Um, And even if it's slippery, snow is soft. I I was like walking every, there was so many people. And I I just, and we're all kind of in a line, and I just boom fell. <laughs> the people person in front of me fell. Oh no! Um, I know it was a bit of a mess, and I just like I was just everyone was just oh no, are you? I'm like don't look at me. I am fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so highly recommend bringing snow boots. Also bring rain boots. Um Definitely gloves. You I like underestimate the the importance I- of gloves sometimes. Also like if you have. Texting gloves or like just like
1: oh, lotion. Yeah, lotion. lotion.
0: Um, your hand
1: gets so dry and craft and they didn't expect that.
0: And lip balm mm-hmm. for the winter. Yeah. Or in general. Yeah. If you want to
1: I ask. still don't have snow boots. Um you can survive without them. Just watch your step and your watch luck.
0: your step. <laughs> Walk slowly. <laughs> yeah. And did you guys I know California people called I used to call it bubble tea? Then coming to Columbia, everyone says boba because I thought New York was like bubble tea area and then California was boba area. But I mean, they're the same thing. But I was surprised by how everyone is saying boba now in college.
1: Bubble milk tea just sounds weird. It's not bubble.
0: <laughs> pearl. <laughs> oh, pearl milk tea. I think that might work.
1: Pearl milk tea. I, people say bubble milk tea too, but I it, it, it's weird to me. But mm-hmm. pearl milk tea... I get it. Some someone said to me once PMT. And I was like, what in the world are you talking about? And I was like, that's a- boat? that's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before.
0: But yeah, now I hadn't either. Yeah. I was like, that's a crime to call it PMT. <laughs> but, yeah. What's your favorite place to get it around campus?
1: Ooh, it was Gongcha, mm-hmm. but um I realized in college that I was uh, that I'm slightly lactose intolerant. Um because I thought it was just normal for people to bloat and feel gassy after, after drinking work. milk. And apparently that's not the case for everybody. I was really surprised. And I think um, um so kung fu tea just opened and they have I think they put lactate in all of their drinks. Really? <laughs>
0: so I I know so I don't get bloated I don't feel bad after I drink it so also I feel like lactate tastes sweeter than regular milk it does it definitely does Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know if this is true but I feel like it might be because they break down the sugars beforehand and so like those like extra sugar molecules just taste sweeter but I don't know if that's true so i'm not (laughs) expertise but i
1: trust your words for it
0: (laughs) do you like the cafe east so cafe east is in learner hall which is kind of our student center and there's this area where you can go and get food you don't need to swipe in or anything you can just go in and get food and there's this place called cafe east and they sell sushi and boba or bubble tea what are your thoughts on those
1: um, I always go for <laughs> sushi, <laughs> and I know it's a, it's like everyone is shaped like every sushi lover is like, you like Cafe East sushi, and I'm like, it's good. <laughs> I don't know. I everyone's like, you are insane, <laughs> vaguely psychopath. It's good. Um, and I miss it.
0: Yeah, I've never had cafe sushi, but maybe I, I feel like I need to try it when I go back. I think it is like, uh, it is, it's like an
1: experience to be had, and then you can decide whether or not you like it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always try new things out, kids. <laughs> What's favorite- your favorite memory
1: on campus?
0: Favorite memory on campus? I'm like having a mind freeze, brain freeze. of.
1: No, no, me too. I think there's just multiple because I feel like It's a very small place, you know, like, so you bump into people and just like random, weird, funny things happen to you.
0: Mm. Like if you see someone, (laughs) this is often outside of Butler, but um, (laughs) you're just walking by and see someone that you haven't spoken with for a long time and you stand there talking, even if it's freezing outside, (laughs) it's freezing cold.
1: Um, I I okay, one of the biggest things for me, I'm half not like blind, but I cannot see. I'm like everything's blurry in general. Um and I don't have contact. So I just kind of guess. Um <laughs> <laughs> I I I have glasses, um, but I I, when I put them on, I get dizzy. So, oh, like, and I feel like Columbia, you're always passing by people you know. So I'm scared. I'm always like, when I walk around the campus, I'm like, oh, I cannot miss you anyone. Miss anyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, if they wave to you and you don't wave back, like, it's awkward the next time. So it's just like every time I'm like, I'm
0: ready to <laughs> you and say hi. That's so funny. How bad? Like, can you see in class?
1: Yes, if I sit in the first two
0: rows. (laughs) So, is it easier if everything's virtual because everything's just on your screen?
1: I think, in a sense, it's easier, but also I feel like the professor's style of lecturing changes. Mm -hmm. You know, like I do really like that. Like, when someone's explaining something to me, they're writing it out on the blackboard, Mm -hmm. um, and it's very interactive, which I really liked um i usually like i i'm fine when i wear my glasses for like one to two hours but then when i wear it for like extended periods of time like i just get a headache and i feel dizzy maybe my prescription isn't quite right i don't know
0: <laughs> do you ever want to get contacts
1: i i saw my friend lose her contacts in her eye before so
0: oh has that like
1: i'm scared it's but wet. i i'm sure i could I think I'm just being a baby about it, but I, I think I should get it somewhere down the line. So you can see
0: people when you're walking.
1: By. So I can see people when I'm walking. That is the sole purpose.
0: <laughs> Not class or anything.
1: <laughs> That's what, whatever to class. <laughs> Let me say hi to my friends.
0: Okay. Mm. Do you have anything else you want to add or talk about?
1: Uh, not particularly. On. Explore New York kids.
0: Mm. Do you have like top three places to visit in New York?
1: I, okay. It depends on what kind of, okay. So I love eating food. Um, that is my personality trait. My favorite food places <laughs> are Thursday Kitchen. It's like Asian fusion. Mm. You get their paella. So good. Grace Street. I know this is super mm-hmm. basic, but it's just so good. Um, mm-hmm. They have, like, I really like their, like, Shaped Ice or mm-hmm. Shaped Snow or whatever it is. I, I'm a big fan of, like, Asian food. So, Barn um which is, I think there's two locations, but one is in K-Town and one is in 50th Street. I feel like it's, like, slightly pricier, but it's still within, like, a reasonable range and it's good, great food. Mm -hmm. Um, Slightly Asian fusion as
0: well. So I think that is a good note to end on. Um, Thank you, Lulu, for all of your CS wisdom, all of your recommendations for good restaurants and just advice for the college transition and just surviving in college in general. Um, Is there anything you want to add or anything you want to plug or anyone to shout out at the end of the podcast? Mm -hmm um well shout out to you and your awesome youtube
1: channel thank you for letting me on it um join columbia table tennis we are cool fun people and um no, yeah, like two of my close friends joined and we were all going to go to nationals
0: and then COVID happened.
1: But yeah. Um, yeah, you don't need experience to compete and have fun with us.
0: I'll, I'll link your page in the description below. Um, and wear your masks. Stay safe.
1: Mm-hmm. And see you all
0: back on campus. Yeah. stay safe, everyone. And to wrap up the podcast, if you're watching this on YouTube as a video podcast, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and let us know what you are interested in seeing next. And if you're listening to this on any other streaming platform, then make sure to like and follow as well. And Lulu, we're doing this thing on this podcast where we're ending off with a virtual high five. So, do you want to? <laughs> We're gonna do like the to the ends of our screens. I think. Okay, yeah, you can go on that side. I'm gonna go on this side. I always forget which side. I think. Can you I'll do both? I'll do nah, both. Let's do both. Ready? <laughs> Three, two, one. Clap. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was good. That's a smart move doing both. I didn't think about that. Just but... in case to cover
1: <laughs> all my. <laughs> all my bases
0: thank you again lulu for joining us and thank you to everyone for listening and we will see you in the next episode goodbye